Tim Blanken Shapiro again, divorce661.com, daily perspective, episode 53. I'm a legal document preparer specializing in an amicable divorce in California. Today is Monday, February 12, 2024. Um, hey, leave a question. Just want to get that out right out the gate. Leave a question in the comments. I, it doesn't have to be about what I'm talking about, but I will answer it on future videos. Uh, today was a quiet day, a few consultations uh, with folks. But I think uh, might have been due to the Super Bowl. Are you upset your team lost? Or um, maybe it's Valentine's Day. Sometimes we get a little slow. You know, I kind of see some trends over the last uh, 12 years doing this. So maybe Valentine's Day is coming up and you don't want to pull the trigger on uh, filing for divorce. Although we had three clients start uh, this weekend, four clients, uh, new cases uh, start this week. So, uh, but they are amicable. It's not, this isn't something that's going to stir the pot. Obviously, uh, what else do I want to talk to you about? Oh, I want to tell you um, how to search my channel, my YouTube channel for the information you're looking for. So you don't want to just open up YouTube and then search, you know, how to file for divorce in California, or you could even, you know, some people are adding, you know, amicable divorce and then space divorce 661. That, that'll help. That'll get you closer to my content. But what you want to do is when you watch one of my videos and say you like my content, Go to my actual channel, click on where it says divorce 66, you know, Tim Blankenship divorce 661. That will take you to my actual channel. You'll be on like the home page, if you will, like the website of YouTube, but for my channel specifically. And then there's a little search button about midway down, halfway, uh, quarter way down the page. It'll have the different options like community, shorts, you know, videos, podcasts. There's a little search thing. If you use that search icon, you will get only my videos. And because I think my videos are correct and up to date and the information is valid and, um, you know, I'm continuously, I think I have uh, nine videos a day going out talking about everything amicable divorce in California. So you will get multiple uh, videos that will appear if you search just my channel alone. I think I just got an email from YouTube that I've hit 3,200 videos of content. So that's how you can get the correct information to search my channel specifically. All right, let's do the recap uh, for the day, as far as what we had new cases, I already talked about the consultations, but four new cases, as I mentioned, filed, uh, two actually came in from Saturday and one from Sunday and one today, one was Riverside County. I'm just going to talk about the cases a little bit, see, you know, just let you know the type of cases we handle, which is runs the gamut, but five-year marriage, one minor child, no spouse support or child support desired from either party. They're going to do legal, joint legal and physical custody, pretty straightforward case. Uh, we had a Solano County case we filed. Uh, they have assets and debts and kids, you know, the standard package. What I say, you know, if you're married for any period of time, you have a house, you have pensions, you have kids, you kind of have like the, the standard household package. Um, Solano County, by the way, is on the um, e-file system now, which is great. So we get cases filed pretty quickly. Uh, I'm going to talk about 2021 L.A. County uh, judgment takeover case. Let me go over that later. Uh, took on a San Francisco uh, County new case. Uh, and uh, we're going to talk about some other things. Guy, do, We're going to talk about a guy doing his own divorce who said he has an easy divorce. And I get it. You think you're easy because you're amicable and you're in agreement. But he asked me a thousand questions. He didn't want to, he didn't want to hire me. Uh, so I helped him out. And he asked a thousand questions on his easy divorce. And I know what he meant. It's easy in that they are in agreement. But it's not easy if you have to ask me a thousand questions and you don't want to hire me to do your divorce. So, um it's not easy is all I'm saying. So don't say your divorce is easy because there's nothing easy about it. I've been doing this 12 years and you just, there's a lot, a lot of ins and outs, tricks. You have to know how to get your case through the court. 
All right, cases approved uh, today. Uh, San Diego, North County uh, took two months two months for court approval. Uh, it's about average. The North County and Central uh, San Diego courts uh, are a little bit different. North County we're finding to be a little bit quicker around that two month mark, and Central uh, San Diego about the three month mark. We don't have an option where we file your case in San Diego like we do in LA County, where I can select the branch either where you live or Central. With um, San Diego County, you have to file in your branch court. So if you're North County, you file in North. If you're Central, Central. If you're South, you file South, like if you're in Chula Vista, something like that. Uh, so we had the San Diego case. Uh, and this one uh, is two months for approval, like I was saying. But their final divorce date isn't until April because we got it turned in as soon as we could for review, knowing there's going to be that two-month window for review. And it took two months to review. So they still have, still have two months before their divorce is actually approved. But their paperwork is completely finalized. They're, they are done. Uh, the judge has signed it. And there's nothing else to uh, be done on their court. Sacramento County case uh, took two months uh, for approval. Uh, with a final divorce date in May. So same thing. Uh, again, what we do, regardless of where you live, if you're LA County or other other counties, we work within that two to three week window where we file, get your case number issued, do the service date, start the clock on the six months, and then we that we can turn in your settlement agreement as soon as 31 days after the date of service of the respondent. And we want to get those in line because we know there's going to be a two to three month uh, minimum review timeline for the judgment. So we don't want to wait four months, then turn it in because then it could technically go beyond the six months. Remember, the six months is just the soonest that it can be completed. The other thing we did, uh, I, um, several judgment uh, packages that I took care of, meaning they got me their terms and I prepared their final paperwork settlement agreement. Um, and I want to talk about some of these. Uh, we had a judgment reject case, LA County. Uh, that It was a short-term marriage, no spouse support. They had filed property declarations. So I had to include the property they listed on the property declarations into the settlement because, as you know, as I say, if you uh, tell the court you have something by filing these property declarations, you need to list them on the settlement agreement even if they no longer exist. Or even if you listed an incorrect asset, you still have to pretend like it exists and dispose of it by assigning it to one party or the other. Um, they had filed on their own in September 2023, and we finalized the same week they hired us. And I want to want to keep bringing that up. If you have a filed divorce, if you've already filed for divorce and however much time has gone by, like in this one case, 2021, uh, the guy that hired me on Saturday at a 2021, which I'm going to go over some of the issues. It was a really, really messed up paperwork. I've never seen anything like this, uh, but it was very interesting. Um, not that I like the complexity of your, your divorce being rejected, but just the mistakes that were made. I had not seen that, which I thought I'd seen it all. So I'm going to go over that uh, shortly after we get through the judgment preparations and settlement agreements. But um, yeah, just really messed up. But uh, they had filed this case that was filed on Saturday. I just happened to come in the office. He hired me. I, I did his paperwork, fixed everything up, and I even e-filed it on uh, Saturday as well because with LA County, I can e-file uh, 24 seven, unless they're doing updates to the website, which sometimes they do on the weekend. But yeah, he'd been working on their case on his case for a while and they hired me and, and I had their paperwork uh, completed. They e-signed, e-notary, same day, e-filed with the court, they're done. Two new cases uh, um, that we pre prepare the judgments on um, and they've already e-signed and it's ready to e-file, but we can't submit to court until March 4th as we have to wait at least 31 days, as I was saying, from the data service to submit. Um, it will be approved by the court the next day on March 5th, but their final divorce date will be August 4th due to the six-month cooling off period. So and I'm just reading my notes. So this is why I say they are approved in five weeks, but in actuality, their finalized paperwork is done in-house in four days. 
So let me kind of walk you through that. Say you hire me today and you haven't filed anything with the court. You hire me, we file your initial paperwork with the court. If it's LA County, we get the case number issued usually within an hour. Then I um, will work the next day. I'll do your, all your final judgment forms, uh, all the procedural documentation, send you out a worksheet to collect the terms of your divorce. The, as soon as you get that to me, I will draft your settlement agreement, get that out for review. Maybe I have a few questions. Uh, you give me the missing account information is usually what happens, like the license plate or the year of the car or account numbers for pensions and 401ks or whatnot. Um, and we we draft, we re, you know send out a second draft to the settlement agreement. Everything looks good. I can have you e-sign, e-notarize, even on the same day or day two. It doesn't have to be that way, but we can move that fast. Um, even though there's six months, even though I can't turn in for 31 days, why do you want me to drag it out? I know you don't want me to drag it out, but why would I drag it out? I don't. I get it done as fast as you get it to us. Um, a couple that we handled uh, last week, um, they were done in three or four days. And now they're like, well, Tim, why can't you turn it in? Why do I have to wait uh, 31 days to turn it in? Um, I think this is the case I'm referring to um, because they, we didn't file the case until March. I'm sorry, until it would have been February 2nd. So we can't turn it in until March 4th. It would have been March 3rd, but that's a Sunday. Um, March 4th, we can turn it in and they'll review it, approve it. And it'll probably be, like I said, approved the next day on March 5th, but their final divorce date isn't going to be until I wrote it down here. Where'd it go? Uh, August 4th, because of the six months and a day from date of service. But they're going to be approved on March 5th ish, might, might be March 6th. But how do we get that approved by the court, but the divorce not finalized? That's where people get a little bit confused. It is finalized on the 5th, approved by the court. Orders are in effect. The only thing remaining, the only thing not that hasn't happened is you're still effectively married until that, in this case, August 5th date passes. Nothing happens after that. You still have the same settlement agreement, judgment, you know, divorce decree in hand, just you're no longer married on August 5th. Three Riverside judgments uh, prepared. Uh, they agreed to mom having full legal and physical custody. Happened again today, too. Another case. Uh, they agreed to mom having full legal and physical custody with dad having reasonable right of visitation, no spouse support or child support. So it's funny because the consultation I had today mirrored this exact, um, set one of the exact settlement agreements I drafted uh, earlier today where mom was going to have full physical, joint, legal, reasonable right of visitation to dad. No, I'm sorry, uh, they had assets as debts, but then no alimony and no child support. And the case, the, the folks that just hired us today, one of them, exact same scenario. And the only reason I bring that up is Generally speaking, most folks are going to have a joint legal, joint physical uh, parenting plan, at least on the labeling. Um, the terms, you know, how you specify the terms, reasonable right of visitation, or if you have an actual parenting plan, excuse me, in place, isn't doesn't is, doesn't matter. It's just the labeling, whether it's joint or sole, et cetera. And these folks, for their own specific reasons, wanted to have sole physical custody. Not that they're not going to be any visitation rights for dad. They're going to, they're going to do that all amicable as well. They just want to have a little bit more say so when it came to, if they wanted to move out of state or, you know, with that physical custody labeling being sold to one party, you have a little bit more discretion on what you do versus what you guys do collectively. Okay. So I want to talk about this really messed up case that came in over the weekend. Um, and I, I wrote the notes, and this is literally my email to him. So uh, this was a 2021 divorce case and um, that he had filed and still hadn't gotten it approved by the court. We're in, two, we're in February 2024, and multiple rejects, multiple issues. They're getting frustrated with each other. They're getting frustrated with the court. 
the, the court's getting frustrated with them and they're getting ready. The court's getting ready to dismiss the case because if there's no forward progress, the court will send you notices that they're going to dismiss it if you don't finalize your divorce case. And they, they have and they will do that. So if you find yourself with a couple year old divorce case or even six or eight months, they if there's no movement, they can start sending out notices to dismiss your case. We got this handled in one day. It took a lot to do all the research because I had to get all the uh, copies. I had to order the copies from the court, do all the research. And I'm going to read. Here's my email to him after he hired us. And I got all the copies. This is my email to him about my review and what I recommend, a recommendation for correction. So here's what I said to him. When you filed the summons and petition in 2021, you used Gardena as the city on the petition. And then when you did the summons, you wrote the city of Los Angeles. So we know it goes to the same address. Like if we write, you know, you address an envelope to those two addresses, the addresses were correct. The, the, the numbers in the street and all that and the zip code. But for the city on one form, the petition, he listed Gardena on the other, on the summons, he listed Los Angeles. That was causing like 90% of the problems because then they're saying, hey, the address on the summons and petition don't match. If you're, you're and this is a major issue with people and I have never seen this on the address being wrong. Usually what someone will do on the summons petition that will cost everything else to, to reject is that they'll use first name, middle name, last name on the petition. And when they go to write handwrite on the summons or type it up, they'll use just first name, last name for petitioner or respondent. That's it. That's never going to go through the court. It's going to be an issue. Um, it'll never be approved. That's going to flag your entire case and you're going to have to amend your summons and petition. So that was number one, but this is the one. This is one of the issues causing the problem. The other issue is that the petition did not request to terminate spouse support to the petitioner. To him, he was a petitioner, and you didn't specify if it's a dissolution of marriage or dissolution of domestic partnership. So here's three issues. Okay, we're back. Maybe. I hope you can hear me. Hold on while I fix this. Remove that. Okay. So, that was weird. Glad I didn't curse because apparently everything was still on. I just had to reload the page. All right, let's get on with this. So, number one issue is the name didn't match on the petition response. The, or the, the addresses didn't match. They put Gardena on one and Los Angeles on the other. The other issue is the petitioner did not request to terminate spouse support to the petitioner himself and didn't specify if it's a dissolution of marriage or legal dissolution of or dissolution of domestic partnership on the petition. So on the petition itself, it says uh, petitioner requests dissolution of, and there's, there's boxes, uh, dissolution of marriage, dissolution of domestic partnership. Totally blank, left that blank. Then on the spouse support uh, part uh, request, he, he marked terminate to respondent, but not terminate to petitioner. So there's three issues right out the gate. And these were all, the reject was interesting. I had to read the reject letter three times to realize like, what was going on? I'm like, ah, the address is incorrect. The, the missing information and the, the court didn't even flag the, the, child, the spouse support issue or the fact that he didn't mark dissolution of marriage. 
yeah, they were just knew that this case was so messed up. He was going to have to amend his petition anyways. They didn't go to the trouble of, uh, of, of even bringing that up. So here's what I wrote. So 99% chance I'll have to refile your summons and petition and reserve the sum and reserve and submit the judgment. Not a big deal. Just adds 30 days to the process. So because the spouse had already been served, if everything was correct in the summons and petition, we could have just went in, prepared the judgment and e-filed it. And the 31 days were obviously passed by several years and the divorce would be approved as soon as the court approved it. But because if we have to amend it, I'm going to tell you why, because we haven't done that yet. If we have to amend it um, and refile it, it has to be then reserved, and then we have to wait the 31 days for the response to be "quote unquote" filed, which we're not going to respond. We're not going to file the response, but just to give that opportunity, the court still requires that 31 days to go by again, even though they're amicable. But here's what I said. But what I want to do first is try to sneak this in as a default without an agreement and see will they see if they will let it slide. I'm going to draft a declaration clarifying that the addresses on the summons and petition are essentially the same. And then on the spouse support issue, see if they will allow us to terminate to you, even though you didn't check it off. They may allow it because it has nothing because it has to do with you and not the respondent. And if, if you didn't check it off, uh, we'd have to amend for sure. So I'm going to send you some documents to sign, whatever. So I don't generally do default without agreement unless it has the following conditions. Um, the petition was filed correctly. All the boxes were checked correctly. Um, you mark terminate to both. It's a short-term marriage. There's a lot of things that go into it being a default without an agreement because there's so many rules. But there's no assets or debts. You marked that correctly. If there's errors on the petition, had those been correct, I could have submitted the, the judgment for a default without agreement, and it would already have been approved, probably, by what's Monday going on close to five, would have been approved. So what I did was try to explain to the court um, what is going on? I didn't bring up the issue about it not saying uh, dissolution of marriage. I didn't bring up that he didn't mark uh, terminate spouse support to himself. All could be possible issues for the court to reject the judgment, but they hadn't indicated that on the reject sheet. So what I did is I, as I mentioned, I had I drafted a declaration to the court, submitted the default judgment package, and said this declaration is being made to clarify the addresses on the summons and petition to indicate that Gardena quote unquote, is also the same as Los Angeles. So I want the court should reflect that the addresses are correct and that everything else should follow through on that and that we will use uh, the city of Los Angeles moving forward on all future documents. So that is all matches. And that's how I did that. I also went in to clarify, uh, again, didn't address the spouse support issue, didn't address the part where he didn't mark dissolution of marriage to see if that part will slide. And uh, I'm hoping that that will go through because every all everything else was kind of cascading off of that being wrong. The proof of service got rejected because the address no longer matched the summons and petition because the summons and petition address. So you could see it was a complete mess. I cleared all that up. I'm hoping the court lets this slide with this declaration just so they can go, okay, I can I can buy that. And they approve the judgment. I wanted to put this through first. It, it's going to take a couple of days to, you know, the court's going to have to read the the rationale and the, the, the declaration I drafted for him. Again, I think they're going to reject it. I'm hoping they approve it. There's like a 1% chance because this would save them from us having to refile, reserve, and wait another 31 days. It'd be nice. And I always do that for our clients. The most expedient way I can get your divorce finalized, I'm going to try that first. Because we are uh, with LA, this is an LA County case and I'll get a response in a day or two. I did this. If this was any other county where I couldn't e-file, I probably wouldn't take the chance on doing this because what I, in, in an attempt to speed this up, if I did that and then it said, say, went to Alameda, Sacramento, San Francisco, you know, San Diego, Riverside, San, you know, it doesn't matter, San Bernardino. 
it's going to be a two to three month review process. So I wouldn't want to then, you know, roll the dice, turn in this judgment, and then three months later it gets rejected and they say amend the petition. I probably would have just amended the petition to be to begin with if I was unable to e-file it and get an immediate response. So I'll report back to you. Um, I um, filed this on Saturday, so they got it first thing Monday. I think because of the declaration, it's gonna got has to go to probably the judicial assistant that works for the judge to read that and maybe you know tap the judge on the shoulder and say, hey, what do you think? We let this slide or we're going to make them amend it. So um, we'll see. And I'll let you know. But 2021 divorce case, this guy would have never gotten this through. I was like, what did you do here? This is crazy. Never saw it happen. Um, but we'll get it fixed one way or another. And that's what I told them. Okay. Three cases this week where I worked directly with one party and they took the paperwork to their spouse already completed due concerns due to concerns that involving a third party might cause the other party concern. So we have different levels of people being amicable. Some are very amicable. Some are um, not so amicable, but they've agreed that they will be, you know, they'll reach an agreement, but they're still not happy about getting a divorce and then everywhere in between. In some cases, um, clients are concerned that my involvement, and I've talked about this before, that my involvement will um, potentially cause some concern from the other party. And I'll be honest with you, it's been in cases where the spouse has, excuse me, described their spouse as being either a narcissistic or an alcoholic or, you know, something that causes their behavior to be um, inconsistent, I'll say nicely. And so they've asked him, and this was three this week. They said, Tim, can you just, can I just work with you directly? In fact, they didn't ask me. I offered this after having done this for so many years and kind of reading the tea leaves, if you will, knowing that, hey, so they're narcissistic or they're an alcoholic or they're, they're irrational behavior or whatnot. You know, do you think that me getting involved is going to, they're going to say, hey, who's this guy? Is he an attorney? Is he, you know, is he representing you? And they're going to kind of, you know, lose it a little bit because they're not being rational. And in three, all three of the cases after this, they said, yes, I think that'll happen. I said, fine, I will work directly with you. I'll turn in all the, I'll do all the paperwork behind the scenes. My name isn't on anything anyways. And once it's all prepared, filed, all the discovery, not discovery, uh, settlement agreement, disclosure forms, all that, you just sit down with them and just, you know, go over everything in one shot and you should be good to go. And so we'll see how those turn out. All of them are going to kind of gingerly sit down with these, these, these three spouses and, you know, not together, but, uh, and uh, see if this, they can kind of massage this into them signing off on everything. They're not taking advantage of them. It's, they're all fair agreements that we put together uh, that they're proposing to their spouse. In fact, I think all of them was no alimony, no child support, joint legal and physical. It wasn't, you know, not a lot of assets or debts. It wasn't anything like that. It was just that the fact of the divorce and we're filing and who, you know, someone's involved, who's this person. They were afraid that that would send it in a, in a direction they didn't want to go. And I agreed with them. So, okay. We have some topics for you today. Uh, Sacramento County parties filed a petition and response uh, needed to amend it and submit the amended petition response. They accepted the amended petition, but rejected the amended response because the amended petition was not filed. So this is just a complete waste of time. And I'm going to call you out, Sacramento County. You are uh, really a pain in my butt. Um, old school thinking, thought process. No other court does this, by the way. I know you're not watching, but it makes me feel good to say this. So the people in Sacramento that are filing for divorce know what you're up against. Uh, very old school thinking on their processing. And so we had parties that had filed a petition and filed a response and they filed it um, with either with errors or I think they had filed with uh, asking for legal separation. 
then they wanted to change it to divorce. You know what? This is now that I'm talking, I talked about this last week, and this is two separate sets of clients, but different issues. The other issue, so last week what I told you, they had a petition and response filed for legal separation, turning it, and they wanted to turn it into, into divorce. And they wanted the stipulation, they wanted a court, them to go to court to get approval from the judge. And what I did is submitted a stipulation saying they agreed to this, and that's going to go through. And that was Alameda County. This is another case. I just, you know, just came came to mind. This case, we um, they wanted to file the uh, petition, uh, file an amended petition and an amended response, and so I sent it all up to court at the same time. Just you know, so it, it's faster. I'm not going to file the petition and wait for that to come back and then file the response. Like, hey, court clerk at Sacramento, you have your here's the petition. File the amendment. And I told the instructions: file the amended petition, file the amended response right behind it, because in most Every county but Sacramento, you all you do is file the amended petition. You never, even if it's the original petition, you don't have to serve that. You, 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 if in the normal way of doing the divorce, but like if my clients are amicable and the respondent wants to file a response, I don't serve them. I file the petition and then I get the case number and I immediately file the response because the response has the same effect as being served. Obviously, you know, a case was filed if you're filing the response. Duh. So irritating. They rejected the response in this case. So we filed the amended petition and the minute response and they filed the amended petition, rejected, they didn't reject it. They just didn't file it. And they had a note, a reject letter saying, I guess they did reject it saying we can't fight. You can't file the amended response until you serve the amended petition. Totally ridiculous. <coughs> Waste of time. But again, as I tell you, they're the boss. We got to jump through these hoops. All it's doing is causing a delay. So once we get the, so I had to do the proof of service of the, of the amended petition. And then right behind that, uh, I had the amended response. It's going to get filed. It's just, it's, it's, it's silly. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, thanks a lot, Sacramento. All you're doing calls you more work for yourself and delaying clients for the, getting their divorce finalized. All right. I'm going to talk to you about the correct way to do a default without agreement, no kids, no alimony or property. You know, I always talk about not doing a default without an agreement. There's one instance from scratch that you can do it and you will get it through. And here's the criteria that you need to have to make this simple. Otherwise, in every other case, you, in my opinion, you need to do a default with written agreement. And the, here's the stats. I kind of gave it up already. Um, no kids. Don't, have, don't do a default without an agreement with kids. Is it possible to get through? Yes. But it's going to be very challenging. They're going to want to know why. The court's going to want to know why. The other party's not participating when there's children involved. There's going to be a hearing set by the judge to see what's going on. Um, no alimony. You can't, it's very difficult to get alimony in a default without an agreement case when you're not, when the other party's not involved and not supplying their income on an income and expense declaration. If you try and get spouse support <clears throat> slash alimony in a default case, there's going to be a hearing. Um, or property division. So yes, can you get a default through without an agreement with property? Yes, but you go, you do not get to decide how that's divided up. It has to be divided up equally, almost to the penny, and you have to show the court the values and all that. So that can be very difficult. And or, yes, can we get it through? Yes, but you're not going to get to say, hey, I want to keep my 100% of my 401k, or he's going to keep this, or she's going to keep that. You no longer get to agree. You have to do it in such a way that the, it reflects to the court that everything was uh, divided 100% equally. So, and the other thing, short-term marriage, less than 10 years. If you try and do a default without an agreement and you want to terminate spouse support on a long-term marriage, you can't do it. You can ask for a hearing and to ask for it. And then you're going to go to a hearing and try and explain to the judge why 
you they should allow there to be no spouse support on a long-term marriage when that's the general rule. So the correct way to do it, if you want to do it, I always treat it as a last resort. It all depends on how you file the initial paperwork. It gets very specific. There hasn't been one single case where parties said, hey, Tim, he's just not going to be involved. He's not going to do anything. We're going to have to serve him. He's not going the easy way. We Every time we've had cases where it's already been filed, we have to amend it because there's a specific way you have to do it. It's very tricky. Uh, and I mean, how, I, and when I say specific way to do it is how to file it. It's very, very specific. You, everything goes in the petition that you want to request in the default judgment and no changes can be made. So if you do have kids and you do have property and you all that, you have to list on the petition and the uh, accompanying uh, property declarations, all the assets, how they're being divided equally or it'll be rejected. They'll just reject They'll prove, they'll, they'll stamp your petition. But then when you turn your judgment, they'll say judgment rejected property not being divided equally. Your custody, whatever custody you put in, if you just put joint legal and physical, that's all you can put in the, uh, in the, in the judgment. It's not a settlement agreement. It's a judgment um, when the party's not participating. So you can't make any changes. If you mess up the petition or you, if you put in custody orders or custody re requests in the petition, they have to match exactly. You can't change anything after that. I don't like them. I do very few of them. I, I, in fact, if people want, tell me up front, it's, it's going to be a default without an agreement. I review their case first before I take a dime from them to see what the, the potential of it actually going through will be. Uh, but again, 99% of them, I will talk them into having their spouse participate because in most cases, they're doing this thinking it's easier when in fact, a default without an agreement is much more difficult than a default with agreement. Uh, I had a lot of questions uh, come up on YouTube about what's the waiting period for divorce in California and like, what does it mean and, and all that good stuff and how that works. So the waiting period is six months plus a day from the date of service of the petition on the respondent. Why is it there to give parties a chance to reconcile? If you could imagine if you could get divorced as quickly as you could get uh, married, you know, go to city hall, get married. Congratulations. If you could go to city hall, get divorced. Congratulations. Um, the, the court wants to give you time to reconcile, consider your, your decisions. You know, if you guys live apart, give you guys that opportunity to get back together before you officially file divorce. So like when we're going through the process, you guys, even if we, like in our cases where this example, I gave you how we finished these paperwork in four days, we still haven't submitted that to court yet. So they still have 28 days or 27 days to change their mind before I submit it. But once it's signed by the judge, even though it's been approved by the court, like I said, this one case we're going to file that March 3rd, I believe I said, uh, and it won't be uh, final until August 4th. They will have between March 3rd and August 4th to change their mind and ask for the uh, uh, divorce to be canceled, essentially. All right. Now I want to talk about collaborative divorce um, for California same-sex couples. There's really nothing different uh, anymore. And for the last couple of years, I probably handle three-ish, maybe four same-sex couple divorce cases um, per month. And the process is identical. There's no change, no difference. It's the same process. So I know the questions come up quite a bit. And I think that's because it used to be um, domestic partner, you know, uh, dissolution of domestic partnership versus dissolution of marriage. But I used to do a lot of domestic partnership dissolutions, but now it's all, I think, it's, you know, when they established uh, uh, marriage for same-sex couples. So we haven't done a domestic partnership dissolution in a while. It's always, lately, it's always been uh, dissolution of marriage. So for you, same-sex couples, same process, nothing changes. That's all I can say. 
Same process. That's all I had for you guys today for this, uh, what was it, February 12th. I'm literally looking at the date. Uh, 2024, Monday. Valentine's Day is coming up. I'll, I'll leave you with this. Don't do anything crazy. Don't, don't get all emotional and make bad decisions and all that. Um, I don't get an influx of... I don't get an influx of divorce cases because of Valentine's Day, because if you're filing for divorce because something went sideways on Valentine's Day, I'm sure it's an irrational, emotional upset. Um, that final straw, like, you know, screw him or her. This is it. This was the final straw. I don't get those clients because obviously they're not amicable. Daily Perspective, episode 53. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Happy Valentine's Day, possibly. Take care.